Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Hamden Library Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Pieri. For our final episode of the year, we put together a Hamden Public Library Best of 2023 Roundup. We gathered several Hamden Library workers to share things they discovered and loved throughout the year. You will hear about books, albums, library programs, and more. Some Best of items are new to 2023, and others are simply new to the person. Guiding us through the episode is the newest member of the podcast team, teen librarian Jenny Nicolelli. To kick things off, she will share some of her 2023 favorites. Let's start out with my favorite and new-to-me teen novel of 2023, allegedly by Tiffany D. Jackson. A warning that this book contains triggering topics including child death, child abuse, and sexual content. Published in 2017, allegedly tells the story of Mary, a pregnant teen who allegedly killed a baby. Mary is sure to stress that point, allegedly. The public and the jury may have convicted her, and she may have spent six years in what she refers to as baby jail. But did Mary kill that baby? When the reader meets Mary, she is trying to plan for her future while navigating the dangerous and abusive group home where she lives. Things are not good, but Mary has hope. When the state threatens to take her baby, Mary's fragilely constructed future begins to fall apart and she is forced to revisit her past. Gripping without resorting to emotional manipulation, a twist ending that is carefully plotted and earned, realistically gritty and filled out with fully inhabited secondary characters, even when certain character arcs end up in a place you predict with dread. It feels earned and reads compellingly. Most significantly, Tiffany D. Jackson deftly weaves issues of abuse, incarceration, and class as they intersect with race. Mary is black, and the baby she allegedly killed was white. Pound for pound, I would put allegedly up against any book talk trending mystery. It is what I regularly recommend to folks who love teen mysteries, like One of Us is Lying by Karen McManus, A Good Girl's Guide to Murder by Holly Jackson, and The Lake by Natasha Preston. Allegedly is available at the Hamden Public Library in print on Hoopla and Libby. The other best of item that I would like to share is my favorite teen library program from 2023, the Teen Halloween Party. Held from 3 to 4.30 on Halloween, Hamden teens put on costumes and packed into the teen center for crafts, trivia, candy, and most popularly, the library's new green screen. Many attendees posed in front of the green screen for pictures and then picked out backgrounds that were either on theme with their costume or just completely ridiculous. Teens received a hard copy of their photo and the digital version to share on their socials. The best part of the program was seeing everyone's costumes, as well as watching teens make new connections and friends that they wouldn't make through school, sports, or other activities. For many teens, our party was their only opportunity to be silly and have Halloween fun. If the teen Halloween party sounds awesome, that's because it was. If you are a teen or have a teen in your life who might enjoy programs such as Teen Halloween, stop by to visit the Teen Center at Miller Memorial Library. We are open from 2.45 to 5, Monday through Friday. A full calendar of programs can be found on our website. The flagship December program is Murder in the Stacks, a teen murder mystery party on Thursday, December 14th at 3. 
My name's Dave Scanlon. I'm a librarian here at the Hamden Public Library. 2023 brought us lots of amazing reads and listens. Um, one thing that it brought to me was Howard Fishman's To Anyone Who Ever Asks. The book is about the life and music of Connie Converse, who made music in the 1950s and then disappeared in 1974. Connie Converse's music remained essentially unknown during her years of activity, despite her efforts in trying to bring it attention. Beginning in 2004, with songs being played on a WNYC radio show, the music began to gain a cult following. Converse's guitar and voice recordings were released in 2009, her piano songs were released in 2014, and a documentary came out in 2021. To anyone who ever asks is an in-depth exploration to try to understand this work. Reading this book has also brought me to Converse's music for the first time. In 2023, her music might be described as singer-songwriter or folk. However, this music was made roughly 10 years prior to Bob Dylan and others storming Greenwich Village. Pete Seeger and Woody Guthrie would have been creating music at this time, but the fact that Converse was writing her own songs instead of performing traditionals, and the music was not directly political, she seems to have created something very unique for her time. Though the songs are presented as a singer singing over guitar accompaniment similar to, say, Bob Dylan or Nick Drake, the music has a harmonic movement more similar to show tunes or the music of, say, Cole Porter. To anyone who ever asks, explores this context, and in doing so ends up exploring New England, artistic failure, our measurements of success, and being a woman in the 1950s. However, the author's relationship to the musician and research ends up taking the foreground in an interesting way. The author is a musician and relates to many aspects of her life in his own life. As I read the book, I ended up thinking a lot about fandom, obsession, and the meaningful pursuit of research as an end in itself. I think the book is a wonderful read for anyone interested in music making or music listening. The book is a long one. I would encourage any reader to feel free to skim a chapter if they're feeling bogged down. Taking in the book as a whole seems more important than getting every detail. But please don't tell the author I said that. I'm not sure if they would agree. Hi, I'm Casey. I work in borrower services, and I want to talk about the Page Turners, which is a monthly book club for kids. Um, we have kids from second through sixth grade, and we meet at Whitneyville Library. Every month we read a different book, and we discuss the book. We have themed snacks, and we do a related project or craft. Um, it's super, super fun, and the kids that have been repeating and have kept coming to it have a lot to say, and we have some really interesting chats about books and characters and stories and how things are written. Uh, for Wild Robot, which we read over the summer, the kids made tin can planters using loose parts, and we planted seeds in them. We read Wayside School in September, and they built their own Wayside School out of boxes. We just read The Barren Grounds, which is an indigenous sort of fantasy story, and the kids made constellation embroidery. Uh, a lot of their work is hanging in the basement of the Whitneyville Library, so if you want to check it out, it's really a fun space. Our next meeting is January 25th, and we're reading The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. For my best book of the year, I went with Poverty by America, written by sociologist Matthew Desmond. This book raises the question, how can the United States 
the richest country on earth, have more poverty than other advanced democracies. It shows the ways in which affluent Americans support social orders and economic policies that keep poor people poor. Financially secure tend to prioritize their own wealth over poverty alleviation. This is a book for people willing to confront their complicity in the issue of poverty, much in the way that racial equity books cause some people to confront their privilege. It's also just a well-written, informative book for people who seek to understand our world. It calls for solutions to end poverty and a new form of abolitionism to create shared prosperity. Hello, my name is Ariana Davis, Hamden Public Library page and contributor on the Hamden Library podcast. It is truly a privilege and an honor to serve our local community and appreciate its diversity and uniqueness on a professional and personal level. As librarians and library workers, it brings us joy not only to connect our patrons with the help and resources that they need, but also to engage with the public by means of different programs and activities. One such program that I will remember fondly is the Hispanic Heritage Month Storytime that we recently held this past October. I was happy to collaborate with Jenny, Hampton Public Library's teen librarian, on a fun project that also motivated me to come out of my comfort zone. After careful consideration and planning, Thanks to Jenny's expertise and guidance, the day was finally here. My nerves abated as I watched young families of all different backgrounds come into the program room, children's faces slowly looking at us and taking the moment in. After reading books and Jenny and I leading songs in both English and Spanish, I saw how guards were being let down. Both children and parents were interacting with one another, and it warmed my heart to see such smiles and to hear laughter. The positive feedback also encouraged me to feel more comfortable and confident speaking Spanish. I will remember that day fondly and think about these moments that contributed to engaging interactions with our patrons here at Hamden Public Library. Hello, my name is Elizabeth, and I work at the Information Department in the Hamden Public Library. And one of my favorite books I read this year is a nonfiction book, which was published in October 2023 by Crown. And the title is Breaking Through My Life in Science. The author is Katalin Kariko, and I hope I pronounced this correctly. The author is from Hungary, and you might have heard the name in connection with the announcement of the Nobel Prize winners this year in 2023 in physiology or medicine. That is right. She was awarded the Nobel Prize in that subject, together with Drew Weissman, her research partner. And I heard this in the news, and I heard a little bit about her background, how she came from Hungary, how she was raised up in Hungary under very humble circumstances, 
how she got her PhD there in science and then came to this country to do postdoctoral research and um, scientists gave her a position at um, university in this country in the United States. And um, it was just so well written and just such a wonderful story of hard work, perseverance, focus, grit, and tenacity. So one needs to know her humble beginnings. She was the daughter of a butcher and a bookkeeper, and she grew up in Hungary during communism. She was born in 1955. The house where she grew up in did not have any running water or electricity, and everything the family produced, they produced with their own hands. They grew vegetables. They tried to recycle everything. So when they were rinsing out water, when they drank milk and they cleaned their glasses, they used that water to feed to the pigs. And nobody in the family had a science background, but she was very taken by the subject. So she uh, came to this country because her research budget was cut in Hungary, and she thought, you know, this is communism. It is very hard. Um, there are certain limitations. Let me see what, what else is available for me. And she came to this country with her toddler daughter and husband. They were only allowed to take $100 out of Hungary, so they sold their car, and they put that money, about $1,200, into the teddy bear of their daughter and brought it into this country, and they had a very threadbare immigrant lifestyle where for years and years she could only afford to buy the groceries nobody else wanted in the supermarket, so she ate yellowed and brown bananas for years. And they could only afford to go into a restaurant once a year. And she had a very hard time getting money for her research. Actually, at one point, she was told by the University of Pennsylvania that she was not faculty-worthy that she didn't have enough publications, she didn't get money for her research, and so they threw all of her equipment out of the lab into the hallway, and she was left with going through what they put in the trash can, and she said, please just let me do my research, I do it for less money, and her husband ca calculated she, that she was paid maybe a dollar an hour for all the work she put in. And finally, finally, she had a breakthrough. She found Drew Weissman, who gave her room in her lab, and they worked together. He was working on vaccines, and she was working on the mRNA technology, which could be utilized for vaccines. And then uh, COVID happened, and her research, their research, was instrumental in bringing the vaccine out so fast, and she helped save a lot of lives. So I highly recommend this book. It gives you a lot of hope. It's very uplifting, 
And um, I'm just in awe of her achievement because she did have the last laugh and she did win the Nobel Prize. Thank you. Up next, you will hear from Sean Reinhart, one of the library pages. He's going to be talking about his favorite music from 2023. Something I've discovered this year that I've really enjoyed, it's not so much an album as it is an entire genre, and that is cozy synth. And it's sort of like the people who grew up playing 90s adventure games decided to start making tribute albums to them in the past couple of years. So there's a collection of self-released little concept albums about fairy forests or cozy cottages or the idea of you are a small woodland creature that's baking treats, very red wall. One artist I really enjoy, he's from Maine. He goes by Deep Gnome, and he's released a couple of EPs this year, and they are great soundtracks for gardening, which is how I spend most of my free time these days. And it fits in really nicely with the cozy vibes that myself and, from what I can tell, lots of the library patrons seem to be cultivating this year. I know I've been pulling lots of cozy mysteries off the shelves and cozy how-tos for foraged food and crafts and home decor. Even uh, one title that's just called Goblin Mode, about living your best goblin life as a, a mystical forest creature out in the dark woods. and. I'm having a great time embracing that lifestyle, and I'm really happy to have found a soundtrack for it. That's it for this month's episode of the Hamden Library Podcast. We'll be back next month. See you then.